This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hills in Abuja. And let's open our Bibles to 89:27 of Psalms. Psalms chapter 89, verse 27. Psalms 89, verse 27. Media okay, thank you so much. Psalms 89, verse 27. If you are there, shout hallelujah. He says, also, I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of this earth. Authority in heaven, I thank you for this morning. Jesus, I ask that you yourself shall minister to us in the name of Jesus. Address the peculiar situations of our lives. And let us experience you afresh. Thank you, Father, for what you have done for us. In Jesus' mighty name, I've prayed. This morning, I'll be speaking on the making of the firstborn. The making of the firstborn. He says, also, I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of this earth. Also, I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of this earth. Who was speaking in this scripture? Somebody. Who was speaking? Throne room. Who was speaking? Is that your final answer? Who was speaking? God. Thank you so much. It was God that was speaking here when he said, Also, I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of this earth. And I'm going to start with this, brethren. The Lord speaks. I don't know if you've ever heard God speak before. And it's my prayer that if you've never heard him speak before, before you leave here, you begin to experience that in the name of Jesus. The Lord speaks concerning every situation of our lives. The Bible says 2435 of Matthew, it says heaven and earth will pass away, but every word which I speak will not go back to me void, except he accomplishes that which I have been sent. The Bible says 6211 of Psalms, it says that once have I spoken, twice have you heard. The Lord speaks. But the biggest challenge that we have as believers is do we hear him when he speaks to us? The Lord speaks concerning your job. The Lord speaks concerning your business. The Lord speaks concerning your marriage. But as believers, sometimes we are too busy to hear him when he speaks. And so my first prayer point for you this morning is you're going to say, Father, give me ears that hear from you. Give me eyes that will see you. A mouth that will speak of you. I'm going to take it one more time. You're going to say, Father, give me ears that will speak of you. Give me ears that will hear from you. Eyes that will see you. A mouth that will speak of you. Open your mouth. I just begin to pray for the next few seconds. Father, open my ears. Father, open my ears, Lord Jesus. I can't afford to just live life and take it by chance. I can't afford to just go without hearing from you. There's something called divine instruction. There's something called divine direction. Father, from today I walk therein. In the name of Jesus. Father, I said that you shall continually lead me aright. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let me hear your loudest. Amen. Amen. So God speaks concerning every situation of our lives. And in this scripture you are saying, Also I will make him my firstborn. I'm going somewhere this morning. I want you to just stay with me. 
I don't know how many of you are firstborns. If you have firstborns in your house, can you just, maybe you are the firstborn in your house? Okay. I celebrate God in your life, but God also forgive you in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? That when we're growing up, I don't know how many of you grew up in homes like mine, where they will give you one small, they will give you a whole big plate of rice and one small cube of meat. Is this sounding familiar? Right? They will now tell maybe like six of you to not even share that small piece of meat. The meat that is almost looking invisible. They will tell you to share it. So who will share it? It's the first one that will share it now. You will first cut it into two. The north and the south. So keep this one to this side. You will now share the remaining half into another five. You will not say we will choose. Who will choose first? Is the firstborn. Which one will he choose? The biggest one. Or you go to party. You know those people that they don't have money to do party, but they want to do party by force. They will say six people to share one bottle of mineral. They will not say you, you drink from here to here. You drink from here. He say stop, stop. You are passing your place. You are passing your place. Some of you are remembering your wickedness. <laughs> but there is a right accrued to the firstborn. Which is very important. And listen to me. I'm going to go somewhere this morning. Who was the firstborn of Adam? Who was the firstborn of Adam? I'm asking you a question. Cain. Who did God make the firstborn? Abel. Who was the firstborn of Abraham? Ishmael. God bless you. Who did God make the firstborn? Who was the firstborn of Isaac? Speak out. Speak out. Esau. Who did God make the firstborn? Who was the firstborn of Jacob? Reuben. Who did God make the firstborn? Joseph. Who was the firstborn of Joseph? Manasseh. Who did God make the firstborn? The Lord shall make you the firstborn in the name of Jesus. Your position in your family has nothing to do with what God has to do in your life, sir. There is a right accrued to the firstborn that God cannot leave to chance. That's why firstborns are not born. Firstborns are made. This morning the Lord will make you in the name of Jesus. I will make him my firstborn. Brother, listen to me. I'm going somewhere this morning and it's my prayer that before you leave here, you will encounter God afresh in the name of Jesus. Pastor, please stand up, sir. Please stand up, sir. Please sit down, sir. Pastor, please stand up again, sir. Please sit down, sir. I'm moving farther away from him so that he doesn't throw it. Pastor, please stand up, sir. Please sit down, sir. Pastor, please stand up again, sir. Please sit down, sir. I know you might not invite me again, but please stand up again, sir. <laughs> please sit down, sir. Pastor, please stand up again, sir. Please raise one leg again, sir. Please sit down again, sir. Can you celebrate your pastor? Celebrate him, celebrate him. Now, you know what I did just now? I made your pastor to stand up and sit down, stand up and sit down, stand up. Because if I have the privilege of authority for now, because of I'm holding this mic. If I try that one outside. Now you talk, Amo. And so when you say making the firstborn... It reminds me of a series I took in church. I was doing a series in church for six Sundays. Just the title was 23. Two, three. You know, how many of you watched 24? You watched 24? Brother Jack Barr, Sister Anira. 
Wave, wave, wave to the Lord. My God. So you spent hours meditating on prison break. I was like, well, God have mercy on you. So I was doing a series on 23, just 23. The second, you know, I just do that. Same concept, everything. And what I was just doing for six Sundays was I was preaching on Psalm 23. And when I got to verse 2, you know, I was trying to meditate on it. And it says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Who was speaking there? No. It was David. And in that place, an analogy as the sheep. It was the sheep that was saying, he makes me. And I was talking about God who was the shepherd. He said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And I said, God, it doesn't make sense. You know, sometimes I want to challenge you the way you read your Bibles. You know, don't just read the Bible like a novel. Dig deep. A sheep normally likes green pastures, true or false. So once you make somebody to do something, like I made your pastor stand up and sit down, that means you are forcing the person to do it. That means you are compelling the person to do it. That means the person has no choice but to do it. Are you getting me? So why will a sheep that normally likes green pastures, why will the shepherd, why will God want to make it, why will God want to force him to stay there? It doesn't make sense. Normally, when sheep seek green pastures, they run to it and they eat. But why does God automatically make this one? Say, I will force you to stay there. And so when I was studying it, I said, God, this one, it has passed my power. It doesn't make sense to me. And there's nothing I'm going to preach to the people in church tomorrow. And so I slept off. In the night, God woke me up. I said, young man, wake up. I said, yes, daddy, good morning, sir. He said, you know I'm the alpha and the omega? I said, yes. He says, you know I'm the beginning and the ending, I say yes. He says, open that scripture again. And I opened it. He says to the sheep, what the sheep can see is not green pastures. What the sheep can see is everything but green. What the sheep can see is, is brown pastures, thorns, swampy water. You know, as when the sheep, says, the sheep wants to run away. But God who knows the end from the beginning knows that this is green pastures. And so even if you are not seeing it as green, I will make you to lie down there. So what you are seeing is not, it doesn't seem pleasant to you. But God who knows the end of the situation, God who knows the result that will come out there, will make you to lie down there. Until you squeeze an orange, you don't get the juice. Sometimes God needs to squeeze you to bring out the best out of you. Have you ever gone through a situation where you're asking God, are you there? Have you ever gone through a situation where you're saying, God, is it that you can't just hear me when I'm praying? Have you ever had a prayer point that has continually been on your prayer list for months, weeks, even years? You've fasted, you've prayed, you've done prayer of agreement, you've done seed offering, you've done everything. But that prayer point still prevails. God is not deaf that he can't hear you. He will make you to lie down there so that he will bring the best out of you. I pray that the Lord will bring out the best out of you in the name of Jesus. So the making process is not an easy process. The making process is not a merry-go-round enjoyment process. God is looking for people who he wants to make his firstborn. 
But the challenge that the church has is that we're not patient to go through the making process. You know what they call Uzubo Uzubo? Sharp, sharp. The Christianities and the set of Christians we are breeding now, everybody wants sharp, sharp. God is either you do it here or I port from throne room. That means there's no power in throne room. It's a lie. There's power there. There's power here. But God wants to work out something in you. I don't know if you've gone through an employment before. I don't know if you've gone through a period where you're trusting God for a child for years. I don't know if you've gone through a period where everything seems not to be working for you. I don't know if you have been in wealth before and after a while you just lose everything like Job. And you now come down to a level where even the poor call you poor. But listen to me. God is not blind that he cannot see you. It's my prayer this morning that whatever it is you are going through, the Lord will deliver you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in 102.13 of Psalms, Says thou shall arise and have for the set time to favor has come. Yet the set time has come. I decree to you this morning, your set time has come in the name of Jesus. The making process is not an easy one. I'll give you a short story. I used to be very intelligent when I was younger. I'm not saying I'm dumb now. But then I didn't have cares of anything, so we just I was just very intelligent. I was a library prefect of one of the best schools in Lagos. As a bookworm. And so when I did my first um, external exams, all my results came out very well, but they withheld the results of the mass of the whole center. It was the external exam. So I was very annoyed. I said, well, uh, I didn't even need external. I have WIAC. I don't need external exams. I, I, I said, let it go. I did my job. My job was beautiful. I wanted to do accounting. So I, beautiful. So I was just waiting for my WIAC. I did my work. I passed all my papers excellently. A's and C's then. But my math and English of the whole school, no, not of this, or some of us, was pending. What will I, how can I study accounting without math and English? Except I want to do maybe Yoruba engineering. Even Yoruba engineering, you still need, you still need, you need math. You need math. Uh-uh. So that's what will I study without math and English? And after a while, you know, I tried to press all the buttons, connections, everything. Went all around. Nothing could be done. And admission closed for that year. And two weeks after admission closed, my results came out. Excellently well. It also, you know, I was good. Even the devil knew I was good. I can that some few weeks after again. My, the one that was retired earlier on was released. Excellently. So, I had all my results, but admission had closed. Listen to me. And so, all my friends went into school, and I was just at home. Automatically, I became the minister in charge of home affairs. That's a glorified name for a, a glorified houseboy. You know, and so, my friends and I will be talking, and they'll be talking of matriculation, GST 104, GST this. I mean, I am smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a fool, when he closes his mouth, people perceive him to be, he'll be smiling alone. I didn't even know what they were talking about. And you know, every, their, level, their level automatically changes. And you are just there. I can be talking to my friends, my parents will call me. They say, Fair me, they'll call me, I'll run there, as if they're calling for something strategic. I get it, they say, come on, grand pepe. 
So I devised how to carry pepper inside the bag. I said, guys, are they come, are they come, are they come. Where are they go, are they come? They call me, they say, where's Maggie? I say, me, Maggie. What's the correlation between me and Maggie? But it was a terrible one year for me. But listen to me. It was in that year I could read my Bible from cover to cover two times. I've never done it again after then. It was in that year, out of you know, desperation and everything. I, the only solace I had was my Bible and God. Because even your parents would say, you, you like prefects, you can't even make admission lists. Supplementary, you can't even make. Everybody was on you. But listen to me. God knew where I was going to. God knew where he was taking me to. And he had to make me to lie down in green pastures so that he would teach me something and make me eat something for the journey ahead. I didn't have an idea. I was just, you know, then was, the time, there's no department I've not done in church. Okay, maybe the only one I've not done in church because I don't like standing for too long. So God bless the ushers in the name of Jesus. I've done everything. Even in the middle of the rain, I would cack up tights. Midweek service, I wear native with filler. I just love God. It was my foundation in Christ. And Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 verse 7, it says, being deeply rooted in him. In Christianity, the way up is down. I pity some, some people. And this morning you are puffing up. The way up. Bible says God resisted the proud and gave grace to the humble. The Lord shall give you grace in the name of Jesus. So sometimes God lets you go through some situation because he's ready to bring out something in you. I don't know what you are going through this morning. But I'm sure. Bible says... When God turned again the captivity of Zion, they were like them that dream. One, two, six, one, I said this morning, the Lord will turn all your captivity around in the name of Jesus. You know that song that says, you don't have to worry and don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. If you know it, sing along with me. Troubles, they don't last always. For there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, and if your heart is broken, just lift your hand and say, Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life. As you heard about this morning, I want you to just say, Father, help me to continually hold on to you. Say, Father, help me to continually hold on to you. The Bible says, looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. Say, Father, I'm, I'm looking up to you, Jesus. I'm holding on to you. Lord, my story in you shall be that of an ever-increasing glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just give you all the glory. Father, we just worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Can I hear your loudest amen? Yeah. So also, I will make him my firstborn. And I've told you that firstborns are not born. They are what? They are made. Higher than the kings of this earth. I when I was reading that scripture, God took me to 8920 of Psalms, and I'm, I'm going to use that scripture to wrap up now. 
8920 of Psalms. Psalms, it's, it's sorry, sometimes I call scriptures from the back. Psalms 89 verse 20. I'm going to wrap up with this. Bible says, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Listen to the, I'm going to wrap up with this. You only find what you are looking for, true or false. And so when God says, I have found David, my servant, that means God was probably looking for somebody. That means God was probably looking for one man in a generation. That means God is probably looking for somebody who will make higher than the kings of this earth. But the problem is that, permit me to use this word, a lot of us are not findable. I don't know if there's anything like that in English dictionary. I, I doubt, but they should add it from the next one they are doing. A lot of us are not findable. God is looking for the person where he says, with my holy oil, I've anointed him. God is looking for one to anoint. God is looking for one. Bible says, take me from the melly clay. He set my feet upon the rock. God is looking for somebody to change the status of the person. God is looking for somebody to bless. But as believers in the showroom this morning, have you made yourself available for the Lord to find you? I bless God for the bunch of Christians we have in this generation. But there are still a lot of things we need to learn from our fathers. And so I asked myself, what was in the life of David that made him, permit me to use the word again, findable? What was in the life of David that made God single him out amongst his brothers, amongst the whole company of Israel, that made God single him out for the anointing and made God make him higher than the kings of this earth. I'll wrap up with this. Number one, David was a worshiper. David was a worshiper. Now, I'm not talking of worship like singing like your beautiful choir does. You know, some of us, we don't know how to sing. We have master key. We can sing seven keys at a time. No matter what, may come my way. As a pastor, when they hold the mic, the keyboard is in trouble. Because the keyboard is just changing. That keyboard is never smiling. They're playing. They're they looking for you. They're chasing you because they're you you are, you are chasing you. You are running away with the key. So I'm not talking of that kind of worship. I know a lot of, a lot, a lot of us are gifted in that. But I'm saying, David lived a life of worship. What is a life of worship? A life that is pleasing unto God by time. A life that is far above board. A life that attracts the glory of God. A life that is a carrier of God's glory. A life of worship is one that is saying, here I am, send me. You are just available for God at every point in time. A life that pleases God. Secondly, what was so special about the life of David? David was diligent. David was diligent. 
Brother, listen to me. I don't believe you coming for service every time. Father, bless me. Father, bless me. Bible says he will bless the works of our hands. Right? So the question I will ask you, what is in your hand that God wants to bless? Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14. And Bible, and Bible tells us that God asks David, and um, God asks Moses, what's in your hand? There must be something in your hand that God will use to part that Red Sea. I know why, I ask myself some questions. Why didn't they call that light, uh, that, um, that um, sea? Why didn't they call it green sea? Why didn't they call it orange sea or rainbow sea? You know something about the traffic lights? The green means go. The, the orange means get ready. And the red means what? Stop. So, that sea, I've already foreseen the trap. Maybe they even got that stop from the trap, from the Red Sea. I decree unto your life everything that is stopping you from reaching your place of glory. Under the unction of God on the house this morning, I say the Lord will part it in the name of Jesus. Everything that is hindering you from getting to your place of testimony. I say unto you this morning, as you step out of here. Bible says the part of adjustments is shining and shining brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. 418 of Proverbs. Nobody can hold you down in the name of Jesus. You must be diligent. Three. Listen to me. God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Even if he uses you secretly, he will reward you openly. David was faithful. Bible says it's required of stewards that they be found what? If we have not read your Bible to that place, it's required of stewards that they be found what? Faithful. That's another thing that is missing in the Christianity of today. Faithfulness. Loyalty. What has God told you to do? What are you doing? Where has God planted you? Where are you? I'm trusting God this morning that he will revive his church in the name of Jesus. I'm trusting God this morning that your life will never remain the same. And the last thing I will say this morning that was in the life of David that made him findable. David was a man that never covered his sin. Bible says in 28.13 of Proverbs, it says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesseth and forsake them shall obtain mercy. Even when David had made the mistake with Bathsheba, he was quick to run, into, to run back to God. I'm not saying that Christians don't fall into temptations once, once in a while, but Bible says, A just man falleth seven times. But the most important thing in that scripture is that he rises back up again. May you rise up again in the name of Jesus. What was the difference between Peter and Judas? They both betrayed the Lord Jesus. But when Peter betrayed Jesus three times and realized and ran back, you must have the ability to bounce back from your defeats. 
Judas betrayed Jesus. And from there, led to his death. Bible says to be carnally minded is death. Bible says the wages of sin is death. Brethren, I don't know how much I can share this with you, and I trust God to grant you understanding. Christianity is not really about the packaging again. It has never been. The fine suit, the glamorous um, look and all, the posh everything, the posh English, you're looking too shit and all. Let's go back to the basics. Bible says, and disciple says, I will give myself continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The last time I was here, I think I, I talked to much about 25 when I talked about the midnight cry. That was the last time. I, there were some other times also. I'm telling you this morning, God is ready to change situations. I'm telling you this morning that God is ready to transform lives. Says, I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of this earth. I said, I gave you four things in the life of David that made him significant. What was the first one I gave you? He was a worshiper. Number two, he was diligent. Number three, he was faithful. And number four, he never covered his sins. True, I'm trusting God that the next time I see you, either in Abuja or not, Either in Nigeria or not, either in Africa or not, because God is going to make us international. Yeah. I'm trusting God the next time I see you. In your spiritual life, you will have so blossomed that God Himself will identify you from the whole crowd of room to make you the firstborn in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Your life must attract God's glory. Can we just be on our feet this morning? We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.